is D. Boom Pittman, and you are tuned in to Underground Opelous. everybody here we have another exciting show this week it's going to be fun just a few little things i'm just going to keep talking about waddy waddy stock 3938 waddy road waddy kentucky june 3rd and 4th 20 dollars for the whole weekend a, a gazillion bands camping is included you can also fish out there there's a there's a big beautiful lake out there you can fish if you like to fish or, or you just hang out out there, and it's always a great time. Then next, for the Music Music and Arts Festival, June 10th and 11th. I'm not sure what ticket prices are on that, but they're, I think they're 25 And that's that's for the whole weekend, camping included. And another gazillion bands from all over the place. Both, both festivals have bands all over the place. And we are back at it with Open Mic at Dundee Tavern. Very excited. To the guy that keeps the, the, takes time out of his day to bash my open mic who's never even been there. Hey, buddy, why don't you start your own somewhere and see how much better you can do since you're going to criticize how I do it. And You've never even been there. <laughs> never seen you out supporting, talking about, oh, you're, gonna, you, you're, you're a traitor to musicians. How am I a traitor to musicians? Come on, man. Come on, because I'm running an open mic. A lot of people, I, I think open mics are fun. Some of my best record sales have been at open mics. So guess what, buddy? I'm waiting for you to answer how many records you got out, you, which you never have. So yeah. we're going to bring my next guest on, Brothers and Academic Punk Records, with which is the record company I work with. These guys work with them, too. It's I'm just going to let him introduce himself. Hey, tell us who you are. Tell us who you are. And where you're from? Hey, we're uh, Winter Wolf. I'm Jay. We're from NYC, New York City. Okay, we'll start with the easy questions. How did Winter Wolf come together? Uh, Winter Wolf started uh, back when I was diagnosed with a uh, a with cancer, and I had to go oh. through a bone marrow transplant, and. Uh, and I was just thinking, if man, if I get get up out this bed, I'm gonna start a fucking band. I don't care, I don't care who's in it, I don't care what's going on. Uh, I'm starting this band. And uh, and I was reading a bunch of comic books at the time. Um, and I was reading a comic book called Fables. And in the comic book, Snow White uh, and the Big Bad Wolf, they have many children. And one of the children's name Winter Wolf. And I just took a liking to that name, and that. Uh, and I adopted the moniker. I was going to ask where you come up with that badass name. Because mm-hmm. that is a badass name. Yeah, the characters. <laughs> she's a badass, too. <laughs> well, that kind of answers one question. But I still ask every guest this question, so I'm going to ask you. 
if you ever saw anybody on stage or on TV and anything, it, you can have more than one answer. It's okay. Okay. And you, and you said, you know what? I want to be a musician. Who who would that influence be? It would be my family members. Uh, I grew up like uh, my uncle Julio, specifically. Um, I grew up in uh, family musicians. Um, everybody playing in church, people, singers, pianists, guitar players, bass players, and I just grew up idolizing these people, uh, watching them, you know, on Sunday at church, just slay it, kill it, and and I, I just like I want to move people like they do. It'll be my family. That's awesome. That is a really awesome answer. It really is. All right. Let's see here. <laughs> That's the part I told you about. I got to lean over to see. <laughs> it's all good. You're a two. You were a two piece band. You, you were, were a two piece. Drums. Yeah. There's a band called Spitfire that was on last year. That's a bass and drum duo. They're really badass too. They're, these two ladies, they can just play incredible. And I'm sorry to, sorry to plug, plug shameless self plug there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But now you're a three-piece, but you're still a bass and drum duo. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Um, again, from the determination of just, like, starting a band, no matter what pieces I had together. Um, at first, I was really trying to find, I was determined to find a guitar player. And um, I just it just wasn't coming together. I couldn't find a guitar player. To, you know how guitar players are, finicky, finicky folks. And... <laughs> And uh, it just wasn't happening. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna do it." Just, just, just bass player. So I got got myself a game pedal, uh, <laughs> and uh, and a monster head, and we went for it. It sounds very much like a full band to me. Cause it I, does. I, yeah, I think so. I think you come very I, close. I, I, I think I think you nailed it. Got Nate coming in. Yo. Hey. We waited for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jay. Yeah, Jay gave me the wrong time. Yeah, I messed up. I yeah. messed up. Yeah, it's okay. my bad. Yeah, no, it's all us. Um, look, look, we got a green screen there, too, man. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a podcaster, too? No, I'm just used to too many Zoom calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you what, what, you, Nate, what, if, who would you say you saw as a child or wherever that you, that and you saw? You know what? I want to be I want to be a musician. And you can have more than one answer. Um, that's a really good question, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I had to go all the way back. I want to say honestly, I the first band that comes to mind is Corn. Honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah, when I when I first heard um, Freak on the Leash for the first time, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Because I grew up in um, a Christian household, in a church Christian household, and but also I was in a Caribbean household as well. So I'm used to like reggae and dance hall and everything. So there's not a lot of rock, and I wasn't exposed to a lot of rock at the time. It wasn't until like high school that I was exposed to it, but... The first song I've ever I got to listen to at a young age was Freak on a Leash, and I remember thinking to myself, "Yo, this is so weird, but I love it." And then um, me being a part of that 
internet sort of era, um, a lot of the music I used to listen to all was from, like, different parts of the internet. So, like, YouTube pretty much exposed me to, like, a whole bunch of different music. <laughs> so I would have to give it to, like, bands like Korn and Linkin Park and um, Slipknot. I would say those. See, like I never, for the longest time, I didn't really, really like Corn. You know, me too. I, I, me too. I, 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 I love those. They were, they were so weird. I love yeah. them because they were weird. But they got a great sound. Yeah, I, I recognize that, that you know, they have a, a unique sound, and that, now I'm digging it. Yeah, like I Dave Silvari is like my favorite drummer of all time. I saw him at an Ozfest one year, and I was like, "No wonder everybody likes these guys. They were really fantastic live. They were freaking incredible. And they would break off and do silly stuff. They went, they went into Seven Nation Army at the end of one of their songs. They went right into Seven Nation Army, which surprised me. And uh, they also did one by Metallica. They covered it, yeah. and it, they they just did excellent, excellent jobs. They're very excellent performers. They're a very good live band. I have to." I give I give them all kinds. I probably still haven't ever owned one of their albums. But <laughs> I, I downloaded almost all their stuff, like back when um we had like LimeWire and Morphe oh, yeah. and Bearshare. Yeah. Like I was like every single band that I would find on YouTube, I would Google their discography, and I'm just like, okay, I'm downloading this, 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 and I'm just gonna listen to the whole entire thing, and yeah. Do you have a? You guys have a particular creative process, or does it, a song just tap you on the shoulder and say, "Write me now"? Or basically, uh, I, what I like to do, I like to show up in a room with nothing in my head, and then, and then, I hit a chord, or Nate hits a specific, specific like pattern, drum pattern, and we just take off with it. Yeah, that's, it's like that's, the, it's like yeah. the song's there already before we get there. Yeah, like. Like, um, one of our songs, Eye of the Wolf, was actually the first song we wrote together. Oh, shit. <laughs> there he is. There's Tony. Hey, Tony. There he is. Hey. What's up? What's going on with y'all? We're just talking about uh, how we write music. How oh, we write songs. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, Hope I, I didn't. Was... No, you're nah, not. Nah. Nah, you're good. You're good, bro. Nah, I was going to tell the story. Um, When we first did our actual rehearsal together, like actual practice together, we wrote we Eye wrote of the a Wolf. Song. That's true. Right. Yeah, we, yeah, we wrote Eye of the Wolf and it was so random because Jay was playing a riff and I was kind of just playing along to it and Jay was just like ad-libbing the whole entire thing. So I still have like the raw recording of what of the original song and it's so interesting listening to it now and then seeing how it, it came, it out, came out, yeah. out on the recording, on, on the actual EP, and we're all just like, damn, okay. <laughs> and then from there, yeah. that's, that's just been our writing process. Jay would write something, <laughs> I would play something, Rome would, like, spit some stuff, and then we'll yeah. just, like, try to bounce off like, each other. Right. Yeah. yeah. And how did you come into the band, Mr. Tony? Okay, so when I started, I started following uh, Rebelmatic, and I started, that's when I was hosting shows back in 2018, and Winterwolf had a show at the Nest in Brooklyn, 
So I came along and the first time I was seeing, I was like, wow, this brother got some style. I like the way, I like his his whole um his whole style of play. It was just a two-piece band. And so I seen him, we was talking, and I started following him. And this, like I said, I was hosting shows and I forgot what date what concert it was, but I hosted a show and he was the and Jaha was there. I think it was at a Rebelmatic show. I hosted for Rebelmatic and my offer. And he liked Matt, the it. Must I, have been a Max Fish show. Must have been a Max Fish. Fish. Yeah, it was Max Fish. Yeah. It was Max Fish. It was Max Fish. And Jay was at the show plus Nate. And I started hosting for him. He asked me, "Yo, just, yo, just host, host the show." Yeah, just and come I, on, the show, show up, just show yeah, up. <laughs> I the show at him at um at Story Escape Park. It was, and uh, that was in 2019. And I did, I knew so I knew like two or three songs. And I grabbed the mic and I started singing. I was just hosting. I never sung before. So I came from the gospel background. We'll get into that a little later. And so I just started singing the song and we just gelled together. So he was like, bro, just just start singing. And then it's been history ever since. Yep. Well, you certainly look like a star, man. <laughs> you do. You, you you got the look, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's just something I threw together. It was Mother's Day, so you know, I was like kind of celebrating a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell me about the gospel background. I'm interested in that now. I'm got i I'm a little bit gospel background too, believe it or not. Oh, all right. That's, that's good. I would like to hear about that as well. Um, so my parents, they met the story I was told nineteen eighty five at a gospel <laughs> program, see in gospel they call it quartet programs. And so they met at a program and I was I came into the picture nineteen eighty nine, I was born, and they had their own groups. My mother had her group, my father had his gospel group, and you know, they'll be on programs together. Sometimes they'll be um touring together, uh separate bands. And me growing up, I used to always dig into my father's tape decks and listen to different sounds. Like, oh, I like this gospel band. I like that. And then all of a sudden, I came into rock and roll when I was seven years old. And I was like, hey, I called daddy. Hey, daddy, this sounds like that group. or This band sounds like that band. He would tell me the history and everything, a little bit that he knew. And they would bring me the programs, and I just enjoyed the music. And as I got older, it started resonated with me how much gospel and rock, rock and, roll and roll are similar very similar very yeah it comes from the same place it yeah. does it does it really does and so i started doing my knowledge doing my research i started developing the interest in different type of genres and so then i started i've always been into pictures like i was a weirdo so i was look at pictures and play music and then i would like try to picture the picture that I'm looking at, how it would move, how it would synchronize with the song that I was playing. And it, just, it all just resonated with me. And so that's how I connected the roots of gospel and rock and roll together. And ever since then, I was like, wow, just been discovering. Because like every day you're discovering something new. You, stop well, you should be, at least. Learning. Exactly. Yeah. Stop learning, then you're dead. It's time for you to be put in the grave. So every day is an opportunity to learn something new, something that uh, connects with your soul, connects with your spirit, and just if you have something to say, just go on, go all out, and just do it. Hell yeah! They, I, I found out playing gospel's hard. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Hard to play. it's not easy music. It's like no, it's not. No. It's not. No. no, like, no. I, <laughs> not yeah. yeah, I've been playing drums in the church pretty much all my life, so I can I can vouch for that. Not, yeah, it's not easy. I wouldn't call it easy. It's not a but lot. it's fun. But it's fun. <laughs> it's fun music. Yeah, got, the guys I play for, you think you think they were the Statler brothers? <laughs> they, they were such good singers. They were mm. they they knew their parts really well. They were older. I was a teenager. They were older. Uh, like the, the Kingsmen, actually. I don't know if you know who that is. The Kingsmen actually asked them what our guitar player to be their guitar player at one time, but he had, his son was like three years old. He's like, I'm not going to, no, I'm not leaving the house, you know? Mm. And I, I respect that, you know, but they, the, God, that's that guy that played guitar and sing, he could hit a full octave below the low F on a keyboard. He could get that low. Wow. Always, what a voice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he, he could pretty much, he, he could hit real high notes too. And as I got, Man, I, I envy that that air, that vocal range. <laughs> oh yeah, it's something else. It is something else out of this world. You know, people always talk about people that hit those high notes. Man, hitting those low notes are harder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes it takes a lot of training. Yeah, like a vocal training. Well, can you guys tell me about your favorite show you ever played? Ooh, that's a good one. What's my vote? For me, uh, it's Orleans Grocery. For me, it's uh, We played that show August of last year. That was a good show. That was, that was really, a good show. That was a good show. Um, mine would be hold the Juggalo. Oh, hold up, hold up. Some, somebody's got an echo somewhere. Hello? Hello. I think it's. I think it might be Tony's. Oh, that echo. echo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got any earbuds? Uh, I do have earbuds, but they're not connected with the. Uh oh. Nope, it might not be him. <laughs> but my favorite show, maybe. Uh, no, I I really love playing Punk Island. Mm. Punk Island is a festival we have here in New York City. Uh, punk is all punks and it's free, and it's just the crowds are great. Um, mine would be La Jungle. Yo, yes, yo, that show was insane. I forgot uh, about that show. It was yo. such, it was such an illegal Good energy. Show, but yeah, it, was, it wasn't illegal, so it got shut down. <laughs> it got shut down <laughs> but it was, but it was such a beautiful, like, environment. Vibe. Because yeah, it was, it was a great a vibe. vibe. Because we got to run into people who we knew in the punk scene, and mm-hmm. there were so many, like, young kids that were there that were just like vibing and partying and just dancing when we were playing. Yeah, that place went off when we started. Yeah, it was such a wild night and had we had our set had our set not got cut short like it would have been so much better. So much better, but 
that was my personal favorite um, show we've ever played. Yeah, those are some good shows. Those those were good too. The All In show and the La Jungle show was good. Those like the walls yeah. were sweating. Yeah, it was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> I think that was like I think that was like one of the first major shows we actually got to play together. Yeah, we wrote we wrote Eye of the Wolf, and then I think we had another song. I don't. We didn't have Blue Lights. I know that much, but we definitely had Eye of the Wolf. I'm I'm your mic, Tony. There we go. Okay. All right. Now tell me your favorite show story. (laughs) Oh, mine was like I said, Arlene's Grocery last year. Um, I think that was the first show we had. We we as a trio, a new trio, headlined. If I'm not mistaken. And it was, like, so unexpected. The energy I had on my Sunday's best blue suit. There you did. Um, there you did. There you did with the white shoes. Yeah, with the white shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I come from the gospel background, so I bring a little bit of the gospel energy uh, to the, you know, the, the shows, the rock shows, the punk shows. And so it's just the energy. Everybody was vibing with us. We took pictures, and it was just you know what? I want to call it a show. For me personally, it was like an experience. It was like a dream. It was like entering into a vortex, a new world. Yeah, and that, was, that, was, that was unreal. Yes, and it just elevated us not as only a band, but as individuals. You know, the chemistry was growing and it grew uh, tremendously since then. And so that's why I was saying, like, we really gelled we developed chemistry we entered into this new vortex as a band and it's only going to propel us forward yeah what is your favorite song to play live each of you can have different answers (laughs) get into the tougher questions Hmm. for Uh, me it was blue light and i like playing blue lights live a lot, but now it's it's a new and a newer song. I like I like playing zombies a lot now. Live, it's like that's my favorite live song. Or that, or I like playing Viper Gate too. We have a cover, Bad Range cover, that mm-hmm. we do a lot. Viper Gate, good live. Yeah. Um, my favorite, because we play a couple of like unreleased songs. Um, during our set, so we have a song called "New York Is Dead." Oh yeah, that's good too. Unfortunately, it's not going to be on this upcoming EP, but we'll we'll have it soon. <laughs> but that's been a favorite song for me, and um, definitely definitely um, flowers. Flowers is good, yeah. I like playing flowers because that was that was actually. The first song when I when I was first trying out for the band that I was it was either, it was that and Let It Go where I was just like okay I have to make sure to get it right <laughs> I have to make sure to get it right because all the other ones were just like I was kind of just doing my own thing and Flowers I felt like okay I have to nail it but I like playing Flowers New York is dead Right Brigade definitely yeah it's uh, a good one it's I love um playing along the songs like that so and um and zombies <clears throat> zombies that's another unreleased song 
that we play live, and that one's that one's like one of my favorite songs. It just starts yeah, like it's a banger, and I get I get so hyped up when when we start. So, well, my favorite song is "Let It Go." That being said, because of the lyrics, um, it's very inspiring. You know, you got to bring that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. inspiring. Yeah. Those are, that's one of the songs that ages well because in times of you know the world we're living in and things that we're all going through, not just as a world, but as individuals, as human beings, and when you listen to a song like "Let It Go," not just listen, but you hear the intensity and you get in and you delve into the lyrics. It's like, wow, I was down, and just by me listening to this song, it motivated me to keep going, to keep pushing, to not give up. To, you know, wherever you're going through, you should just listen to a song like Let It Go. And you can have a whole total shift in your mind. So that's why I love singing that song, because I feel it. It's like when I come when I go to shows and we perform as a trio, it's like people don't come to see us. They come to see themselves in yeah. us. Yeah, so yeah. When we're like, I feel that way, too. When we're like the vessels and we're like the messengers, we're giving you this, these words and you feel us, you connect with us. It's like it shines through, it shines through us, and it shines through them. So that's my favorite song, and that reason being. I can say what I've heard I I, I thought was very, very honest. Everything yeah, that's, that's what I aim for, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can tell. You know, you can, you can tell when the, when the honesty's there, and you guys, have, it's definitely there. That's a, it's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Here, here's one of my favorite questions. What's your least favorite performance? <laughs> this is why I love this question. I always get that reaction. We <laughs> talk about this plenty of times amongst us. Mostly dudes. because they know my story. <laughs> they really know oh, that one time you played uh, the Halloween show? That yeah. one Halloween show where, where yeah, it got, yeah. girl got in your back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, That's wrong. Not me. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, she jumped on your back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we, did. We ever tell the story live? It was always no, kept, no, no, no. We don't keep that no, one secret. No, so we, no, 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 you tell it. <laughs> she, I was say, Should we tell it? They're, no, they're probably gonna be watching. Like I remember that. Okay, uh, no, let's tell it. It was a good night overall. Right, oh no, no, not really. No, <laughs> wait, wait, should I tell it? Or... Yeah, tell it. Tell it. Stop yeah, the top. That was a whole fucking shit show. Other. <laughs> okay. All right. So we got back. At, I believe it was twenty eight nineteen. No, no, twenty nineteen. Um, we got asked by a really good friend of ours to play a Halloween show. So we're all excited because this was like one of our starting time. Like we were just gelling because we didn't have anything written. Like when it was the three of us at the time, we we're all just playing all the old stuff. So we're like, yeah, let's go, let's do it, let's do it. So we played at this one dingy, I shouldn't even say dingy, it was like this really creepy part of Brooklyn off the L train, I think it was like off Norman Avenue, it was called Halo? Yeah, it was called Halo. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, it was called Halo. So there was a downstairs that leads you into like this big hall that was obviously a dance area. And then there was another room that led you to where we were going to perform, which was a nice little big, big stage enough spot, setup. stage yeah. setup, and whatever. So 
um, I noticed that there was no drum kit around. So I was like, all right, um, easy peasy. I can just set it up myself. So I go up to, I believe was the, was the man, was the manager, and I'm asking him, hey, what's the drum kit? He takes me into like this in-between room where there was the entrance to the the stage, the entrance and the bar. to the, and the entrance to the bar, and then this in-between corridor where there was a curtain. So he pulls back the curtain, and there was like so much dust hitting me in my Yo, eyes. Yo, it was like was it was like a, a so stack, uh, like Wait, piles. Wait, are we allowed to curse? <laughs> really yeah, cursing a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay, <laughs> good. I'm, gonna be, I'm probably going to be cursing a lot. It's a tiny thing. Sorry. So he pulls back the curtain, and just a waft of dust hits me in my eye, and he points to the drum kit. Now, this was... I've played in some punk bars and some rock bars, and I've seen some some rickety drum kits. Yes, the it house kit is never good. Kit, but <laughs> no, I've always found a way to, to make it work, and I was really humble about it. This was the worst <laughs> by, far. Life, by far. It had no it had no legs on the kick drum. It, they didn't have a hi hat. Um, it, everything was like rusty. They didn't have a throne seat, so I had to pull the nearest um stool stool chair I could find. And use that. I had to use my drumsticks as the legs. Yeah, we put the drumstick as the legs for the kids. Yeah, <laughs> I've done that. It was, it was, <laughs> oh my god! because so, oh, for me, it's like because again, I played in I played in in other bands, and it's like you know, they at least had everything where I can like okay, I can make this work. I don't and know no, how. But, but, no, but he said he had everything. He said yeah, he had everything. That's, that's he told me he had off. everything. Right. That's what I was going off of. Can I ask? I asked Jay, like, yo, what's the back line looking like? He's like, oh, yeah, we're all covered. I'm like, all right, cool. Sent me a list and said. So, right. And I saw the list, which is crazy because I saw the list too. So we're all right. So right on when the, so the manager was like, all right, man, here you go. Uh, have, have, at have at it. Have at it. Leave. I don't know if he saw my face or not. But my face was, yo, yo, I was standing there. I was like, "What the fuck?" And to that no, to that point, right on cue, it was Jay, Tony, and our friend Q all came into the door and was just like, "Hey, no, you're okay." <laughs> I was like, he "Holy was shit!" Okay. He was fuming. Oh. I I don't I think I must have blacked out because they said I was spazzing the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yo, you spaced out. You like zoned out. Yeah, you weren't talking nothing. You were just like, I right, I gotta get to work. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if you were angry, but you were just like in another zone. <laughs> so I had to set everything well, everything had to be set up because we were like one of three bands that was playing that night. And we, I set up the whole thing. Jay helped me, and somehow we made it work. The only thing that was really just aggravating was during um, one of the performance set. And this is not me blaming anyone in particular, but um, I had left my snare and everything set because we were going right after, and then. I remember this was around the, also the same time that a bunch of kids bum-rushed the stage because a bunch of them were, like, stage diving. So well, my snare fell over, and then I went to go check, and I'm, like, sound checking. And then the bottom resin was, like, kicked in, was broken. So it was just a 
dull sound the whole entire night, and I'm just like... You made it work, though. You made that kit work. I was about to rage. (laughs) You made made that kit work, though. Jay's literally looking at me like, bro... Uh, Yeah, you alright? You (laughs) alright? I'm not leaving the band right here. And the terrible Metallica Saint Anger sound. Yes. Yo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you ain't lying. I think it was like so angry that I didn't even like care, and we still played an amazing. That's the crazy can't, thing. You played an was, amazing set, a really good set. It was such a disaster, but it was still one of our one of our best beginnings. One of our best sets, yeah. Everyone was just losing their minds and having fun and doing all the stuff. Yeah, that room exploded too. I was, <laughs> and then right after everything was done, I did the whole like, I did, I did the whole just kick everything over and just knock everything <laughs> yeah. out. And everyone was just like, yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, no, I <laughs> like, I'm done with this. I'm taking my anger out on this right now. Oh, so yeah, that, that was yeah. <laughs> but he paid us. So. Right. Yeah, he paid us. <laughs> he paid us. Thank God. Thank God he paid us. We're uh, starting to run out of time here. Anything you want to add oh. before we wrap it up? Shout out to the tribe. 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 Uh, shout out to all the young rock fans coming up. Check your gear. Mm-hmm. Play for your sound. <laughs> Double check the backline. <laughs> Double check your backline. Always. <laughs> um, our EP Unwell is coming out July second. This is our debut EP, and we're excited for everyone to hear. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hey.